They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is their coming to get you. I'm one of your hosts, Brent Terhune, joined by Gavin Eddings. And Brent, I choo-choo choose you today. <laughs> My heart hurts. <laughs> Let's be friends. Uh, as as uh, usual, we're we're covering uh, the Simpsons episode where Ralph, uh, his heart bursts on television. I don't remember what episode that is, but uh, it's in. I know it's in season four, but I don't know the name. But uh, one time I did get my girlfriend for Valentine's Day an I choo choo choose you card. Oh, nice. And how did yeah. it go over? Uh, she really liked it because she's a Simpsons fan. She often compares herself to Lisa Simpson. So she's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Well, uh, that's that's right. We're not, we're not doing my bloody Valentine. It's that episode, by the way, Gavin is called "I Love Lisa." Okay, yeah, from uh, season four. Uh, was that one that Conan O'Brien? I think Conan O'Brien may have written that one. I don't remember, and um, maybe I not. Know, I think I'll he did the babysitter. But yeah, either way, uh, we're covering my bloody Valentine, nineteen eighty-one. Now, Brent, stop me if you've heard this before. It is the late 70s, early 80s. Halloween's made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So now it's time. We got to get every fucking holiday yep. its own slasher movie. And My Bloody Valentine just happens to be the one that celebrates Valentine's Day. And also the, the true art of coal mining. Coal mining and like looking at Valentine Bluffs, right? That's the town that we're in. Valentine mm -hmm. Bluffs. Canada. Canada. Nobody has celebrated Valentine's more than this town. <laughs> it's it's it is their thing. It's like if you go to a slightly Irish town in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. not called Boston. It's like sure, yeah. fucking Boston. They got St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, but you know what? Fucking uh, pot of gold Flanagan's. We also got St. Patrick's Day. You stop by, get some donkeys. And then, which means Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> We're putting the boondock saint on the projector. We got to celebrate all night. Uh, I imagine Valentine Bluffs, and I've never been to Santa Claus, Indiana, but really? we both are from. Yeah, I've never. We're both from Indiana, live in Indiana, but I imagine what they, how they roll out the red carpet for Christmas, is how Valentine's Bluff rolls out for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I, I live like 45 minutes from Santa Claus, Indiana, and it is just all Christmas all the time. Yep. It is just they love it. It is their main tourist attraction. They have an all year Christmas store, and it is it is a choice that they have made to commit so hard to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Hey, lean into it, I guess. If uh, Also, your city is called Santa Claus, Indiana. What else are you going to do? <laughs> you know? I, I recently moved to Krampus, Indiana. It's, it's, oh, it's damn. A much, it's a much worse place. <laughs> it's the shadow of Santa Claus, Indiana. <laughs> Just across the bridge. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we're talking uh, My Bloody Valentine. Um, when is the first time you saw this uh, movie, Gavin? I think I saw this one when I was going through like a, a, a deep horror phase that I've never grew out of. But I remember kind of going in and out of horror in my 
going in and out of horror in like, like my teens and like early 20s. This was like around probably 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. I was super into like finding all the old horror, like all the vintage horror the grit, the, the, the grit, like show me the goriest Japanese horror that you can find. And then uh, just going, I got this from the library, actually. The, oh. the library had a copy on DVD. Support your local libraries. They have a lot of cool stuff. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a library card, watch some movies and stuff for free. But I remember watching this movie and I was excited to watch this for the podcast. And then I, because I remember really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again and I was like, okay. Uh, okay, it's all right. Uh-huh. What about you? When did, when did you first check it out? My first uh, foray into My Bloody Valentine was the remake. I saw the remake first. Okay. Uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Ooh, with the Jensen Ackles, the supernatural boy. And it was not in 3D. So I love when you watch a <laughs> movie that's not in 3D and you could totally tell where the 3D is. Like, oh, yeah, the, the, the pickaxe is flying way too close to the camera. And that's how you can tell. <laughs> and it wasn't that. And that was when they were using 3D as more of a gimmick. It wasn't like this Avatar way of water immersive yeah. experience where I saw Avatar without any 3D. And I was like, this is fine. I don't mm-hmm. need the 3D, but yeah, if you seeing my bloody Valentine 3D without the 3D, you're like, okay, stop it. I know what you're doing. Please cut the shit. Yeah. It's a, you know, I think my favorite Friday, maybe top two would be Friday part three and that's a 3D <laughs> and it's, you know, you could, it's, you just had to look over, Oh, the 3D parts, because unless you had a 3D TV for which I did for a while, but I'd never use it for anything. It came with the glasses and you could watch just normal TV in 3D. I remember we did it for about 20 minutes and we were like, yep, we got it. That's like, yep. <laughs> like Anderson Cooper. I've never felt closer to him than, yeah. than right now when he, when he's spitting the facts. It's like uh, it's a it's a fine gimmick, but it's not one that I oh I gotta go see this in 3D unless it's a movie that's known for being in 3D. I would go see Friday Part Three in 3D. I would do that, you know, and have that eye come right at you. That's right. Or the wallet. They th- I I love the there's a scene in the I don't know why we're talking about Friday Three so much on this one, but there's a scene where they throw a wallet and it's like too close to the camera. But I'm like. There's no why is that have to be in 3D when you throw the wallet to somebody? I like that they gave one of the characters a trait of a yo-yo. He's just like, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, going on? whoa. <laughs> so, so but we are talking about my bloody Valentine, the 1981 non-3D version that really was just cashing in on the the holiday the tra- craze. Yeah, the holiday craze. You got your Halloween's, you got your Black Christmases, you got your Friday the 13th, April Mother's Fool's Day. Day. Yeah. Uh, April Fool's Day. But but it's also a trope that paid off. Like, yeah, we're we're talking about this in in uh, in preparation for Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to you, Gavin, and our listeners. Oh, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. I already told you I choo choo choose you. I thought that was enough, yeah. but okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to hear it. It's just <laughs> nice to hear. Uh, but yeah, that's why we're talking about this movie uh, is because of that holiday gimmick. And, you know, Friday the 13th, you get maybe one or two a year, and I'll be damned if I'm not watching one of those movies just for the ritual of it. Yeah, we're recording this actually two days before uh, Friday the 13th in January, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to put on one of them. I don't know which one, but it's got to be one of them. Yep. That's like it's, you know, it's this is a lesser of those holiday movies, but I still really like this movie. And then 
uh, to answer your question in the long, long way around, uh, I saw that this one after I saw the, the remake and it was uh, it's been maybe f- less than five years. I came to this one late. OK, but uh, I liked it. I like uh, it. I'll call it a 70s look, but it was filmed in 1980. But it's that close enough to where it still looks gritty. Uh, they had the, the metal square cars. I like all that stuff in a movie. What I like about this is one, it is like the only Valentine's Day horror movie that you can watch. You've got My Bloody Valentine, the 3D version, and then also that 2001 movie, Valentine. Yeah. Um, uh, so you have three choices if you want to get in a Valentine's Day horror mood most of the time. Mm-hmm. What I like about this is I like the character of Harry Warden. Yeah. I like this crazy ass lore. Of a miner who was trapped for six weeks. God, that's was, a long time. That's a month and a half. That is, <laughs> if you, if I told you, hey, you've got a show in a month and a half, you'll be like, that's that's a ways away. I've got time to prepare. Mm-hmm. That is a month and a half away. He was down in a mine for six weeks, eating his fellow miners. You got with, yeah. When the, didn't they say there were six miners or two miners? He ate the other guy. I don't remember. There were six miners, uh, or there were five miners and then two supervisors. Okay. So he ate four other dudes. And even if you're eating four other guys down there, and I mean it should have been five guys, am I right? You could have got the fries with it. <laughs> got the fry. Yeah, you could have just lived <laughs> off those fries. It was five guys. <laughs> but even if you have four people to eat. You still have to ration those four people for six weeks. Yeah. Like what? How embarrassing would it have been if he just ran out of people to eat? (laughs) Usually you don't want to. You wouldn't want to eat your friend, let alone a human. And then you're like, oh, I'm stuffed. (laughs) But you also don't want to eat your friend too fast where you're like, damn, I blew through a whole person worth of rashes. Yeah. Day two. Like. Hope hope somebody else got trapped down here. Oh, hey, Jim, what's going on? <laughs> why why are you covered in bills of blood? <laughs> it's it's like uh, those old Looney Tunes where they're snowed in, and then you know uh, Bugs Bunny starts to turn into like a ham, and the wolf <laughs> is salivating over the ham. I'm gonna ask you a real question here, and I think it's one that everybody listening also has. Seven inches. <laughs> curved <laughs> curved it's curved it's got scoliosis <laughs> it's corkscrewed like a duck it's very strange you showed it to me i didn't ask that was the valentine this is the season <laughs> okay the real question that everybody probably wants to know if you were trapped in a mine with four other guys could you eat another human being to survive i mean i i guess like i don't want to like <laughs> Again, I w- it wouldn't be day two, but if if we're all gonna die, what what do you what, what would you say? Because if you don't eat somebody, then you all die. Yeah, I, I I probably could. I'd probably start eating somebody way too soon. I'd be like be like, hey, uh, Jim, you looking kind of you okay? He's like, I'm just taking a nap. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> you sure? I got some I got some packets of ketchup that I had in my person. Yeah, because like they. They show him eating a guy, but then they don't really make much of it later in the movie, right? Like it's, it's just not... a it's just a thing he did. Yeah. And then so then then they get they get him out of the mine and they send him off to um a, a crazy house, which is the, the scientific term. They yes. send him to a nut house. No, they send him to what a, a sanitarium or something. 
to for uh, rehab. Sanitarium. <laughs> Um, but then then uh, a year later, they let him out on. And wouldn't you know it? Valentine's Day. <laughs> wouldn't you think that'd be a bit triggering for a guy that just ate people? I've been in therapy for uh, a long time just for m- depression and stuff. And mm-hmm. my therapist always says release people closest to their trauma dates. Oh, it's really? The, yeah, it's the best thing to do. They're like, are you triggered by Valentine's Day and mine's? Drop them off on February 13th near a mine and give them their outfit too while you're at it. Yeah, it just the same, they're old stomping grounds and (laughs) they got to face their fears head on with a pickaxe. And and of course, he doesn't want the Valentine's party to happen and he goes and he kills the what the the one or two supervisors that were on duty Mm -hmm. working in the mine. He gets his revenge and then he says, No, because this is all the 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 tale from the harbinger of doom bartender it's very there are a lot of parallels to friday in this of oh jason was in the river and then his mom you know uh saw him drowned or whatever that this is where it's similar but i also that's the thing about friday that sets it apart from other movies that there's lore like halloween doesn't really have much lore it's just that's part of the yes the, the appeal of halloween but i do love when there's like uh, the, the lore and the harbinger of doom telling people beware. I like that aspect of movies. For me, my main question is because they, they left the five miners down there. You've got the two supervisors who leave early to go to the party. How bopping was this party that they're mm-hmm. like, we got to get to the union hall where they have hung some crate paper. They have <laughs> some there's some hearts. There is a punch bowl that they just left five dudes in there and didn't check for methane because he they get trapped because they, they blow up. But these supervisors mm-hmm. were like, we got to get our dicks wet at this very <laughs> local party. I'm trying and to nut and run, baby. <laughs> we got a nut and run on V-Day, baby. And we can't be late. We can't be late. All the prime snatch will be gone <laughs> if we don't get there at seven sharp. It's it's and I do the other thing I like about this movie. It's not about teenagers. It's about, you know, 20 somethings and they're adults. Did you were like when you were 25, Gavin was like, oh, I got to get all cleaned up for the big holla uh, for the big Valentine's (laughs) dance. Like (laughs) that's what I was thinking. These are young adults who are way too excited to go dance in a union banquet hall. Yeah, like, and the thing is, like, there, there's a scene late in the movie where they they shut down the, the Valentine's dance, and they're like, but we got to have a party, and they're sitting in a bar, pretty much doing what they would be doing <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Why don't you just have it at that bar? Like, you guys aren't doing much other than drinking and smoking. And the way they shut this dance down, we're we're kind of jumping over the place. Yeah. But the way this dance gets shut down, it is not like the beach in Jaws where they shut it down because there, there's a shark and they're like, we can't shut it down. There's tourism dollars. We got to mm-hmm. get this money. This is where we get all of our budget. This is a very local Valentine's Day dance. This will have mm-hmm. absolutely no effect on the Valentine's Day bluff or the Valentine's economy. It, it just no. will not. But they're like, we got to we got to have a party like, no, just go home, just go yeah. home and do anything but get killed by a minor. Well, that like I that's the thing I love about Valentine's bluffs is uh, or bluff. I don't know if, what it is, if it's plural or not. I assume it's one bluff, Gavin, yeah. um, of the like I've like just seeing this town, the little bit the town is actually featured in the movie. I, dude, I've done 
countless stand-up shows in these towns. Yeah. This is town in Nova Scotia. Uh, it's, it's, it was shot in Nova Scotia in Canada. And it could also be the Upper Peninsula of Michigan where it I could, performed. Yeah. It, or it could just be any small town where like that it's it's a town where the it's based on one industry and that's in this one it's the mine otherwise it would be like oh we work at the 3m factory or <laughs> we we you know make bumpers at the factory for chrysler or whatever like it's those small towns where like as soon as chrysler leaves then they're like man we got no jobs like nothing's <laughs> going on in this town i've done plenty of stand up in these towns Yes, they they bring you in after the Chrysler plant shuts down. Yeah, They're like y'all want to laugh? Wanna- <laughs> no, I want a job. Is what I want. <laughs> because the the thing that these guys do is they work in the mine all day. Uh, they play grab ass in the shower, the most grab <laughs> yeah. ass I've ever seen in any shower. Uh, and that's including the grab ass I've done in the shower. No, uh, but it's like they're they're grown men, just like touching each other don't touch me man i'm naked i don't want you touching me so and then and then every work day they go right to the bar it's just like that is such a there's that happens in big towns too but i feel like this happens in small towns where it's like we got nothing else going on let's just go drunk let's go get drunk till we got to work tomorrow couple of things that i find wrong with all of this number one i don't want to shower with anybody i was homeschooled for high school so i was never had to like shower with other people or do like mm-hmm. hit the showers kids like i i never did sports really where i had to shower with other people um i don't like showering if, if there's a naked man in the planet fitness locker room i'm like why we why why we hanging brain in here <laughs> yeah, yeah like just why there are planet stalls. fitness they have like a separate area for the showers where yeah, you we can get dressed. Stop yes. walking around naked. Yeah, just stop it and just don't have a conversation with me. Like, oh, you see that Bears game last night? No, I did not. No, sir. I see your dick. <laughs> <laughs> so one, I don't want to shower with anybody. I don't want to do that. Uh, two, if I get off work with people I spend all day with, I do not want to go to a second location and continue hanging out with them. I have a lot of great work friends. Mm-hmm. I want to go home and be left alone. Yeah. And that maybe that's uh, the 30s talking. We're both in our 30s. Maybe at yeah. 22, you can't wait to go do anything. But at 30, it's like, I'm going to go home. What are you going to do? <laughs> Nothing. That's what I'm doing. I work from home. And it's like, I think I'm going to just go here. That The place I've been the past 12 hours. I'm surprised you don't clock out at home, Gavin, and then go hang out in the mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, where's everybody at? I'm just trying to grab some masks. Just trying to. <laughs> Does it smell like methane in here to you? <laughs> I do think, though, that shower scene, I did go. I'm like, hmm, this is this actually predates the grab ass of Top Gun. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen Top Gun. Well, if you let me tell you, if you are doing a grab ass marathon, okay. Top Gun should be the top gun of that list. Alexa, add Top Gun to my top list of <laughs> grab ass movies. <laughs> Adding to grab ass movies. <laughs> but film 437. <laughs> you got a lot of grab ass movies there, Brent. <laughs> uh so that they finally decide they're gonna have this dance the first dance in 20 years uh, i do think that's a respectful amount of time that's a respectful amount of time to not have a dance that brings in no tourism dollars i think that's <laughs> a, because the the night a year later the night dance he kills the supervisors cuts their hearts out which metal as fuck like let's yep. be 
I don't know. I don't know if he has a knife or he's doing with with the pickaxe, but that is not a great tool for cutting hearts out. No, it's not a just uh, I've because he uses like a full pickaxe, like really long. I feel like he could have cut the the handle in half and and been better off. But yes, but no, he has to he fully committed. Yeah. And the movie, I know we talk about greatest openings of all time. This My Bloody Valentine has one of the weirdest openings of any it's like Mm -hmm. a different movie that does not circle back or address anything and i don't know if it's just like its own thing that we don't that that we're not supposed to know but basically you've got uh two minors hanging out you've got one who starts taking taking off their clothes and becomes a sexy lady yes and then you've got steamy yeah and then i guess you've got which good for her she is in a man's world uh, down there in the mines, in the shit with the fellas every mm-hmm. day, and you know the rules: her. no women in the mine. What they say <laughs> later. The the closest thing we'll let is a canary. If you got a canary <laughs> down here, um, but she takes her clothes off and then she's trying to bang Harry, I guess, or somebody dressed like another miner. And then he sees a heart tattoo, freaks out, and kills her. And they mm-hmm. never mention it ever again. Nope. Don't need to. Why would you need to, Gavin? <laughs> You're like, who was this? Was it somebody's mother? Should yeah. <laughs> is this a relative? Who is it? But well, he's got to get a heart to put in a heart shaped box. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that what an opening. And like you get to see the minor, I think, full on. Right. There's no you get to see what he looks like and you get the breathing. Yeah. Almost the Darth Vader esque breathing. And I. I don't, maybe, uh, you know, we can address this right now, but I think the minor character, one of the better looking uh, characters in horror as far as the slasher villain. I would agree. I think that the minor is wh- you can tell what movie he's from. There's a lot of like mass killers who you cannot tell. Mm-hmm. what they're from because there's like generic mask whatever but if you see ghost face you know that scream jace mm-hmm. hockey mask you know friday and if you see somebody in a full-ass minor outfit you're like mm-hmm. oh that's my bloody valentine and i think it's it was it was a smart choice on this movie to make it in a mining town so that you could have a distinct killer mm-hmm. the and like the killers covered from head to toe so and I don't remember, I've only seen the remake once, but it, it like if, if you were to see like a guy's white hands, you could one probably tell it's a man's hands, but then also, you know, it's a white guy with the minor. It could be anybody in there it could be a, a black woman. That's what I like <laughs> about because it's a it's 100 percent covered up. You don't know who this person is. And at the end of the movie, when it is revealed to be a black woman, yeah, I was Tyra like, Banks. I was like, <laughs> Tyra Banks. I was like, oh shit, it's Tyra. What? <laughs> How did they do? She's not even in the movie at all until the very end. As you're like, what? And she's like, I thought I recognized that walk. Ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do like the the minor character. I uh, there's, uh, I think NECA did a figure of it, one of the cloth figures. It's over there. Oh, yeah. I, I, but it's, uh, I really, I bought. One to display and one to take out of the package, Gavin. That's how much I like this this character. Goddamn money bags over here. I know. I have upwards of more than $30. (laughs) (laughs) You've got $60 whole dollars, one Mm -hmm. for packaging and one for the tub. That's right. Yeah, that's for (laughs) tubby time. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, we the 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 crux of this movie and the motivating factor is that there is a love triangle. There are some characters in this mm-hmm. who are I think they're likable. I also think there's too many white people. I just think there's too many <laughs> Canadian white guys that I cannot tell who is who. It's uh, I, I didn't have that problem, but there, you know, there I, th- I think with this town, you're going to get a lot of whites there, Gavin. Why? <laughs> Why Canada. wouldn't you get anything else? Maybe maybe get some Native Americans up there in Canada. Perhaps. Yes. But this is uh, a very white movie. Yeah. Well, it is called Valentine Bluffs and they celebrate <laughs> Valentine's. That's a, that's a white thing, I would say. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just kind of like, no, there is. There is. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so used to like every movie now being very diverse. I think diversity is a very good thing. But going back to the age, like, oh, everybody in this is just a white straight person. OK. Yeah. These, these are different times. And it's and it's perfectly does not hurt the movie at all. Yes, it, it does. Just, now, all this, I'm just being contrarian. At this <laughs> you're being too goddamn woke. <laughs> uh, but it just I kind of got confused by some of the female characters and some of the dudes. Mm-hmm. But well, that we get the love triangle. We have what uh, is it? TJ. It's TJ, Axel and Sarah and TJ. I, I don't maybe you heard it a little bit differently, but we know that his dad owns the mine. Yeah. And but then he took off. He went out west. They all, they just say out west. They don't say what he's doing. And so I in my head, this guy is he has Hollywood aspirations. What else would he be doing? Yeah, that, that's what I thought as well. He said he went out west. And then I realized this is in Canada. So I was like, did he go to Vancouver? Is that where? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know my Canadian uh, geography very well. So I just said Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think it's Los Angeles, but I just want to know what he was trying to do like was he trying to be an actor was he trying to be a stand-up because you and i have known many people who have got like well i've got a tight 10 that i do at the local indianapolis open mic it's Mm -hmm. time for hollywood we'll see you in two months baby we'll see you in two (laughs) months don't worry we'll hold your job for you at the mine (laughs) yeah at the mine and then he comes back and we see his dad briefly. He's like, he's working in the mines. Well, that's why I would leave. If, if my dad was an asshole like that, if he's going to make me work in the mines, yeah, I'd try to leave because guess what? He left and he came back and he's still in the same position that everybody else was. Yeah, it's a bummer. He tried to better himself, but in doing so, he broke the heart of his girlfriend, Sarah, who is now in the arms of of axel that's a very what would you say 80s uh name is axel you get a lot of axles it's a very 80s name it's also a very if i if I, if you had to ask me what is that cool young miner's name like oh that's mm-hmm. axel that's He's, axel. Look, look at him he's really mining the coal <laughs> i also don't know what miners actually do watching this i i don't know how it works I know that there's coal mines mm-hmm. and diamond mines, I, I think. Um, well, I've played enough Donkey Kong Country to know my way around a mine. If you've ever played Donkey Kong, you know, you're yes. riding around in a in a mine cart, jumping alligators that are down there for some reason. So <laughs> I'm really sad they cut all the alligator jumping scenes and like, like the big <laughs> rats you got to jump on. I'm really bad mad they cut that. There's so such a lack of bananas in this movie. <laughs> coins other things (laughs) yeah but i'm just kind of like i don't know i we live in the midwest and there's like i think over in illinois there is some mines i i believe Mm. dead down southern illinois and i just don't know what they i always hear about mine collapses and that sounds like the scariest thing 
that can happen to yeah. someone just being trapped underground. Like, I don't like going to caves. I don't like any, I don't like being anywhere underground where I could be trapped there forever. No, no, thank you. That doesn't seem fun at all. So I respect all these hard workers who are down there in the mines every day, jumping over the alligators <laughs> and riding the minecart madness. Well, and uh, I guess to they they shot in what you said, uh, Nova Nova Scotia, uh, in a real mine, the Princess Collieri mine. I'm probably saying that wrong, but uh, the, so they they show up to this town, and it's all dirty, just like the the director wants. Uh, George uh, Ma, 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 Mahalaka, I don't remember his name, but uh, then they leave for a couple of weeks and come back and the town decided that they should clean it up and make it look all pristine and stuff, <laughs> which is not what he wanted at all. So they he wanted filthy, dirty, grimy, and they spent, uh, I think my figure says here, $50,000 to scrub the mines and make them clean. But then they had to spend another $75,000 to return it to the conditions that were all filthy. They spent 3% of the movie budget on cleaning up the mine in the town. And then that making is it dirty. That, I, I read that as well. And it's like, so we you have the perfect crappy looking mine. It's absolutely mm -hmm. perfect. Like, well, you know what? If we're going to be in a big movie picture, we better get that mine all cleaned up. They got their toothbrushes out, clean up. Then they're <laughs> like, no, what have you done? Make it yeah. bad again. Rub, rub here. Scrub, scrub there. <laughs> it's just all the chimney sweeps from, <laughs> from from Mary Poppins. You want me to sweep your chimney, mom? <laughs> sweep the whole mines. Why don't wait? But like the thing I read and I can't find it in my notes now, but uh, it's like they took like the to get the whole crew down on that mine, uh, like an hour or more to get everybody down there in the mine just so they could start shooting. Yeah, and they had to use like certain lights that that weren't like too electric or too dangerous because the they methane, were in a, yeah yeah the methane like I even like acting in a mine I'm like I don't want to be down here doing this no the similar uh, dangers probably not as dangerous if you're not drilling and stuff like that but you're still in the mine you know <laughs> like you're there whether you're acting or being a miner if you hear a big truck go by you're like this is it this <laughs> is it this is the big one. This is the big one. Uh, the, yeah, they were they were down twenty seven hundred feet uh, underground, and it took uh, it, it would take an hour to transport the cast and crew to the location. Also, due to the methane levels, uh, the lighting had to be carefully planned as a number of bulbs uh, would uh, set off the the methane. So that's good. It's just yeah, it got real hot, and they all died. And then <laughs> one of them had to eat the rest of the crew. <laughs> It's a documentary. It's, it's it's a found footage film now. Yeah, it's uh, they're method actors. I, I <laughs> ate Jerry. Uh, you mean methane actors? Mm. <laughs> Look out! Look at these. Oh, but we have the the love triangle of Axel and TJ and Sarah. And for some reason, I mean, she's heartbroken because uh, TJ didn't even he didn't write. He didn't call nothing. Gavin. He was at auditions. He was hitting the open mics at two in the afternoon at a coffee shop. He ain't yeah, got waiting time to four write. hours to get three minutes of stage time. <laughs> and she can't. She's she's like, I don't even know. And, but also they're they're these big tough guys. They're kind of telling her what she wants. She wants to make up her own mind. Yeah. And that's not allowed. 
<laughs> she needs to be swayed one way or the other by these two fellows. But I do appreciate that she's like, no, I'm tired of all that. At one point, she's like, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it always whenever a woman has to choose between two people, like when a, when a woman's being wooed by two men and she can't pick, I think back to the episode of Full House where DJ has to choose Viper or she has to choose Nelson. And she's like, I don't choose either of you. And that has stuck with me my entire life. For some reason, it's like, oh, it's a DJ choice. Okay, she needs to make a DJ (laughs) choice now. It's and I've never seen that episode, but I assume Viper had a leather jacket and Nelson had some kind of big, thick glasses. You are so spot on leather. I don't know if he had a leather jacket, but he did have like a dirty flannel because this was during grunge time. Yeah, 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 during grunge. But yeah, Nelson was a huge nerd. So you are correct. And we get the the back and forth love triangle. There's a lot of tension. There's a a point, a fist fight at the at the Valentine's Day party. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And w- at one point, TJ pretty much kidnaps Sarah <laughs> in his car. She's like, I don't want to go. And then they, they're out by the water or something, which I think the mines were in the background. I'm not sure what was going yeah. on, but he's like, I, I love you, baby. I love you. I brought you here to, to the mine runoff. So I can tell you <laughs> where it smells like shit. Undoubtedly, <laughs> it's where whenever we all shower and play grab ass, this is where the water goes. You know, they're they're playing grab ass. But I thought about you the whole time, baby. <laughs> and he does abduct her, like steal her from her workplace. He's yeah. like, come on. She's like, no, she's like, I've got she's like, get in. And she's like, I don't want to. He's like, I know. And just throws her in the car and takes her away. And also, who are you with? If you're willing to go with this guy, you know, like yeah. she's with uh, Axel the whole movie. But she ain't acting like it. She is not. She being mm-hmm. a hoe for show. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't care for her at all unless she wants to date me. <laughs> um, Axel and TJ do have a very, <laughs> very strange bonding moment at the junkyard where there are where there's hanging out a junkyard as you do in these small. They're like the bars closed. Let's go <sighs> cook some meat on a on an old dirty car that the, yeah. here in my nose. I have that as the same junkyard from Nightmare on Elm Street three. The Dream Warriors. If you if you pan the camera <laughs> over just out of frame, you can see John Saxon fighting a Freddy Krueger skeleton. <laughs> And then a little more over, spoiler alert, they're crushing Michael Myers' body in a car crush. <laughs> and if you go a little bit more over, you see the whole town of Haddonfield like, yeah, do it. Crush yeah, that man. Get him. <laughs> Don't look away, son. Don't be a pussy. Look at him. Yeah. Watch us crush this man. It builds character. And then that junkyard dog was the dog from Goosebumps. <laughs> all of our inside jokes in one segment i love it but um, what do, what do you make of these guys cooking out under the hood of a car because my i think my favorite character in in this movie is hollis old Wilford brimley looking uh just with the mustache he's charismatic he's got a look that like you said it's a bunch it's a movie with a bunch of people that look the same hollis doesn't look like anybody else but him I knew Hollis. I, I knew Hollis would probably be like one of your favorites because he does stand out. He's got the big, the longer hairs. He's got the mustache. He's a big, burly, good time. Yeah. And he pulls the women. He gets the red dress. I don't know what her name is, but I wrote her name down as red dress. He don't and know I, their names either because he's just slanging it all day. That's right. He just wants to take him down in the mine. <laughs> <laughs> Miners go deeper. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Come on, um, let me take a look at that shaft. Or let me show you the shaft. <laughs> Hollis is great. Uh, in the junkyard, my favorite thing, though, is even though TJ and Axel are rivals, they still 
can put aside their differences and just harmonica like a bunch of bros. Yep. Just, you know, whiskey harmonica. (laughs) It is the most small town movie you can. If you think of small town stereotypes, like, yeah, I bet the boys all go out to the junkyard and cook meat on a (laughs) a radiator. And then the two rivals fighting over the same piece of butt uh, Mm -hmm. play harmonica together. Yeah. Okay. Let Gavin, we're having a cookout, but for some reason I'm cooking under the hood of a Chevy. Are you going to eat what I'm cooking up? Do you sell me on it? Are you like, listen, when I was in the war, we didn't have a grill. <laughs> like, this is some real wartime <laughs> cooking. And be like, okay, I don't want to be disrespectful to our troops. <laughs> and it seemed like they were cooking uh, like a TV dinner, but like one of those uh, those metal tray ones, like back in the day when you would put yeah. it in, in the oven. <laughs> this is- I'd, I'd eat it. <laughs> I'm already eating a TV dinner. I don't know how much worse it could get. <laughs> yeah, the part about eating a TV dinner, um, if you're already if you're already in the point in your life where you're eating a TV dinner, how it's prepared is the least of your worries. Yeah, like if you're yeah, you're already having Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes and corn that have the corn has shifted over into the little slot with the mashed potatoes. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You don't care. <laughs> it's all touching. You don't care how it's prepared. You're like, I, I left this out in the sun for like four days. Is it good? Whatever. It Let's and do some, this. Sometimes a little, if you get the one with the brownie, a little brownie batter get, will get over in there. And you just <laughs> stir it all up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the brownie always got burnt. There was no way to cook the brownie. There's no way. There's absolutely no way that you had like a perfect. It's either too gooey or you burnt the shit out of it. And you had to like just chisel it out and you're yeah. like well this is a quarter of a piece of brownie the rest is now stuck and fused to the plastic tray do you, do you think anybody that's eating uh, a tv dinner which believe me i've had my fair share was like "Ooh, a brownie Uh, I know my parents don't cook for me no more, but this brownie is just a a reminder of home. That really hit the spot. And they named it after me, a hungry man. (laughs) Have you ever been filled up by a TV dinner? Do you ever eat a TV dinner? No, (laughs) (laughs) You put, you eat the one while the other one is in the microwave. (laughs) That's what you do. (laughs) A TV dinner is its own appetizer. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Let me get just a tip, and then I'm gonna have more of that tip later. I'm gonna. So I've got a three course meal prepared here. We've got ourselves. We're gonna open with a nice kids cuisine. <laughs> then we'll go to a hungry man, and then we're gonna finish with a Stouffer's lasagna with a brownie. And I don't know how they put it in the lasagna, but I'm here for it. The technology they have it now. Have you seen these Teslas, these electric cars? <laughs> if you can make a car go on power, then you can put a brownie in a lasagna. There, there is the one, and uh, if I'm partial to a brand, it's the banquet ones, uh, which those are the cheapest ones. But there's a barbecue <laughs> barbecue barbecue rib that is just the McRib. It never goes away. It just gets a different job, Gavin. <laughs> if you heat up the banquet rib and just put it on some bread you have a mcrib it is a mcrib it's just a pressed thing of meat (laughs) even the shape of a rib when you look at the ingredients on a banquet it just says i don't know like i don't know man good luck you're gonna eat this in a junkyard (laughs) anyway so what's it matter (laughs) this was our best tangent we've ever done this is it also (laughs) i'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor banquet (laughs) (laughs) thanks man Thanks, man. Thanks for the brownie. It felt real. (laughs) It was really good.
the corn brownie it was great oh <laughs> uh, want to talk about, about some of the kills in this yeah let's talk yeah, about let's these get- kills uh, this movie famously really cut down by the MPAA. They made it cut a whole bunch of stuff, which is why mm-hmm. if you watch this, um, I watched the version on HBO Max. I don't know if you mm-hmm. probably did the same thing. I started, I watched 30 minutes of that one, and then you sent me the list of the kills. So I switched to the DVD version that I have, the special edition Blu-ray that comes okay. with two different cuts, the theatrical one and the uncut one. Now, the uncut one, I watched that playlist after you sent it to me of all those uncut kills. Yes. Excuse me. From what I remember, the theatrical cut, the one you watched on HBO, did it have the lady in the dryer? No, that's the one I was like, God damn. Like, yeah. So this movie had a lot cut from it. It, it went to the it went to the MPA, the ratings board, and they made them cut nine minutes mm-hmm. Made them cut nine whole minutes of footage, which is a lot for gore. Which yeah. is why if you watch just like the regular straight theatrical cut from 1981. You're missing a lot. It wasn't until I went online and watched like the kill count for it that I realized, oh, there's so much. I guess in 2009, probably the Blu-ray you have, Mm -hmm. they added back three minutes of footage. Yeah. And this is supposed to be like the ultimate edition of the gore. The other six minutes they said was just like exposition and character shit that nobody cares about. Yeah. Like we we got the gore. The only gore that's missing is like the 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 drill kill. That that footage is gone. Yeah. But but when you see the gore in this and you're like, I know why they I know why they <laughs> made you cut, because there's the uh, the character. I can't remember. Mabel. She's like the old lady who's trying to do the Valentine. They put her in a dryer and, and it like, is gross. Yeah. She looks like uh, last week uh, when Uncle Frank first on on Hellraiser gets uh, rejuvenated and it's all just like skin and muscle. It's bloody. She's like, it's like the dryer cooked her. Like you could put a banquet frozen meal in the dryer <laughs> and probably eat pretty good in the laundromat. Uh, yes. Uh, I will say to Mabel's credit, even though she looked like Frank, she was way less horny. She was That's true. She was very constrained. She was a good Christian woman in that dryer. <laughs> but yeah, what a kill, because I think that the theatrical one was just the the sheriff who uh smokes a pipe a la sheriff bracket and then mm-hmm. there's a, a kill when sarah's walking home at night after axel didn't take her home for some reason uh <laughs> turns and he's right in her face very much like Lori and sheriff bracket from halloween but uh sh- the sheriff finds just the heart right in the laundry mat yes yeah, you kind of see like the minor Harry Warden going in and like you see like the axe kind of go up and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's heavily implied that Mabel was killed and then he finds the heart. But yeah, in the uncut version, he gets there and she's like this pops up the dryer like a like a haunted house, <laughs> like a haunted house gag. Very much like uh, Mrs. Voorhees and, and Friday three kind of no skin left. Just yeah. hair. Yeah. But that but I how thought many, that was like I, I was like, yeah, I could see why they didn't want that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And just the amount of quarters it had to take to mm-hmm. cook her that much. That is gotta be at least $14 to really God, get damn. that good <laughs> to get that good extra crispiness. And the thing that I read, you probably read the same thing, was that the reason they cut a lot of this back or they didn't want it in the movie, some of it had to do with it was just after John Lennon got murdered. He got murdered? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, th- what? this is news. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, by but Mark I just David. finished. But I just finished the grapes of wrath. Should I do anything? Uh, no, it's catcher in the rye. It's catcher in the rye. <laughs> you should 
<laughs> yeah, it's good that you read the Grapes of Wrath because if you read the Catcher in the Rye, you'd be killing a pop star right about now. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, watch out for one of the what's the, uh, the that Korean band? They're the BTS. Yeah, they need to watch out. Don't be like Gavin. <laughs> Gavin finished Grapes of Wrath, and he's got some crazy ideas. <laughs> That'd be funny if you try to be a copycat killer, and then you found out later that you read the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad, dog. <laughs> God, I'm real sorry, but God, it really did move me though. Like I felt <laughs> something when I read about it. I can only get of mice and men at the library <laughs> and you call it a library. I uh, read one of them goosebumps books. And listen, when I, when I read monster blood, I was like, there needs to be monster blood all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, I think it was, they wanted to cut a lot of the gore out uh, post John Lennon. So if, if you didn't like that, they cut this movie up, you can blame John Lennon. And because uh, they cut all the gore out, you really had to imagine mm-hmm. what it looked like. But imagine it's easy if you try. <laughs> uh, but that's the difference of like this has way more gore than like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, it, it it's a very gore movie. Even at its theatrical cut, there is still some like people getting pickaxe in their chest, hearts getting cut out. Yeah, there is. It is not a bloodless movie by any means without the without the added footage but once you add that footage back in there this is one of the goriest 80 slasher movies by far yeah it's no i would still say the 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 king that we've talked about at least is nightmare on elm street yes but this is like just to have a whole corpse fall out of the dryer and keep spinning while the <laughs> sheriff is looking on like, it's like the rims on cribs baby are they the keep rims on spinning baby <laughs> <laughs> they don't stop <laughs> Uh, what other kills did we have? Um, you also have, you've got the one person who gets impaled in the chest. Um, I can't remember who it is because they all, they red all dress say, gets it in the, in the abdomen at the end in the mine. Yeah, we get got, the, the bar, the, the bartender of doom. He's, he's saying you better watch out, but then he's like, they don't believe him. So he kind of dresses as the miner goes to the mine uh, and breaks in and he's setting up a fake miner to like pop out when they open the door, but then he does it one too many times. And wouldn't you know it? The real miner is there and he gets the pickaxe through the chin up through the eyeball. Yeah. He, the, the, the miner did a down uppercut for mortal Kombat with the pickaxe. And that's the one for me that was like, Oh shit. Cause in the theatrical cut, it's nothing. It's just like an implied uppercut. And you're like, oh, he probably got it in the face or the yeah. stomach or something. But you're like, oh, damn, his eyes out. His it, eye is out. Even more heinous than the eye thing, though, is that the pickaxe stays in the chin through the eyeball. And you get that brief scene of the miner dragging him away that way, using the handle of the pickaxe as like a handle to drag the whole body away. Yeah, no, can't, Very can't, can't be doing that. Don't don't like that at all. Do not enjoy <laughs> Not a fan of that. Um, for you also have the one character in the kitchen who gets. Ooh, this, I this, love it. I love it. This party. I I know they had to throw it together, but if you go to a party, do you want to have boiled hot dogs? No, I want some banquet frozen dinner. That's what I want, <laughs> which they're delicious. They're available right now in your grocery's freezer section <laughs> brought to you by banquet promo code. <laughs> Uh, corn brownie at checkout. 
<laughs> but this is the weirdest way to go. Like, yes, we've seen people have their face boiled in hot mm-hmm. pots before. This is uh, the we've first- got Halloween two, which I think came after this. You yeah. get the hot tub kill. Yeah. Uh, and I really thought in that hot tub kill, I was like, you know what? This is missing some Franks. Yeah, just Fra- Uncle just, Frank's, yeah. <laughs> just some beef hot dogs. And this man, I can think of nothing worse than having my face boiled next to hot dogs because you are getting your face boiled in hot dog water. Like, that just is- yeah, like no respect. You didn't even respect me enough to kill me a different way. And then, and then, not only did you boil this man's face in hot dog water. Then you cut his heart out and toss the heart in the hot dog water and keep cooking them dogs. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody's like, oh, I ate one of those hot dogs and there was a heart in there. <laughs> I mean, they're both bad for you. They're not good. And that heart, they find it. It is just the most boiled heart. Like, I don't know what degree of temperature they were boiling these hot dogs on, but immediately that heart lost all of its color. And and it is now also, it is now one with the hot dog water. And you could tell that it was white people cooking because there was no seasoning on that (laughs) shit or anything. (laughs) Oh shit, man. That miner threw the heart in there for some flavor. He's like, I'm trying to do y'all a favor. (laughs) Then you get his head, uh, that guy's head in the fridge, which nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. Um, it was it reminds me, and maybe I don't remember the kill exactly, but there's that kill in sleepaway camp where uh, the the killer, no spoilers, pushes the camp counselor into the biggest pot you've ever seen. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. I yeah, think he like, goes into the pot or something, but it's yeah. like there's some pot kills where it's. You know, I just I love a good hot dog kill. Those are my favorite kills in horror movies. I love oversized uh, cooking containers. I love mm-hmm. that. But yeah, the, the sleepaway camp container is like, how many campers are you feeding? Yeah, that, all of that them pot at is once. as tall as you are. Like, yeah, you had to get on a ladder to like stir it with like a broom mm-hmm. handle. And just so. the broom he was just sweeping with and he sticks it in the <laughs> pot. <Ugh. laughs> I probably would add some flavor to those hot dogs, though, for sure. <laughs> But you got the hot dog water kill and which perfect, perfect use of hot dog water in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And you also that's when they kind of go down the mine because Hollis, everybody's party and having a good time. Mm -hmm. And Hollis is like, hey, y'all want to go down into the mines? Mm -hmm. And you've got the one redhead guy and the other girl like making out in. I don't know where they're at on some picnic tables where there's also the showers, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I said. I don't know where this is, but it seems like a place where they wash the uniforms for the miners. But I don't. But there's like a bunch of benches. I don't really know what's going on in that scene. Besides, she gets her head shoved in like a pipe and becomes like a water fixture, like a water feature. Yeah, which all all of that was cut from the theatrical version yeah. that I watched. Like it is all cut, and you're like, "What? I, I you couldn't even tell what happened." Except there's a there there's sort of a minor looking at her, and you can kind of see like there's water spurting out with some blood. It's mm-hmm. it, but it's it, it cuts out the actual heart of the scene, and yeah. you're like, "I want to see this woman get her head pushed on some on, on some grab assy showers." <laughs> like if she were like a a statue in Vegas with water shooting out. That's what she looks like, you know? Yes. And I mean, they, they did break one of the rules. They split up. The guy went to get some stuff without her. So that's a big old bummer. Mm-hmm. And he, cause I he mean, thought he was going to, he's going to get some. Yeah. And he even shows, I, 
is this the first time we've seen a condom in a horror movie like show um, maybe i don't know i you just have to assume the other times they weren't using one oh <laughs> <laughs> that pullout game uh but that they made a huge point for him to him to be like do you have the thing he's like got one right here and he's like <laughs> just and shaking then she's it like no i wasn't even talking about that <laughs> and he's like oh well in that case disco stew out <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go get some beers i'm gonna get some beers and uh walk and shame myself off and then um, they go they go down to the mine and it's like i'm like dude it's you guys are drunk it's already dangerous enough sober when you're all trained to be down there, let alone like having three people that aren't minors that are women. They don't know anything about anything in these mines. <laughs> That's why they had the rule. No women. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we're just going to go for a ride. And then it's like, I'll give you the tour. And then, yeah, I'll get murdered. Like, I don't want to give like I'm, I've never understood this fascination of like giving people a tour of their workplace. Like I used to do it when I when I worked in radio, if I was dating a girl. I'd be like, you want to see the radio station? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, but it's so cool. And it's like, well, here's a room with no windows and it. foam on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like this? This is where I get all my content. This is a computer. Have you, do, baby, you know what a computer is? This you is Windows it? XP, baby. <laughs> this is Windows XP. Yeah. Um, we're going to get Vista next month. So <laughs> you stick yeah, with we're, me. We're, we use Macs at our job. <laughs> <laughs> So I just that whole thing of like, I don't I know that they're more into him than the actual tour. Yeah, but I could just Hollis is a playboy. How many times has he given this tour? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's over here. That's the that's the abandoned part. Yeah. There's a little bed back there, baby. (laughs) He's like the Jungle Cruise conductor at this point. Like and on this side, if you go look to your left, you'll see where Harry Warden actually ate a man. (laughs) Yeah, they they go down in the mine, and then we get the the one kill that, I, as far as I know, was just not in the movie at all. Because you you mentioned the drill kill, because uh, I on the DVD they have like a forty five minute like Q and A thing at a horror convention. The director's in it. There's a bunch of like most of the cast is in the in this thing, and he was saying it's an auger. Um, and the the idea was that. Uh, the guy's on top of the girl and uh, he's thrusting and the whole joke in the movie, which I didn't pick up on at all. He's a virgin, but he's got the biggest dick anybody's ever seen. Apparently <laughs> is what this is the, the director saying this and he's, he's thrusting. And of course she's, you know, uh, you know, selling to use wrestling <laughs> terms. <laughs> he's really working. the He's really working the legs. Yeah. Really- the, the pelvis. And, uh, <laughs> But then the miner comes up with the auger and sticks him in the back. And then, of course, he thrusts even harder. And what does she do? Sell even more. <laughs> and then he he pushes it all the way through both of them. And the kill is supposed to be that the blood is dripping out of his mouth. He uh, like lays over on top of her even more in missionary. Uh <laughs> And then she, the she's supposed to start bleeding from the mouth, and the kill is that they're supposed to be in like a kissing position when they both die. Oh, that's, it's, that's a good visual. Yeah, and I'm imagining it, and I just like the way that it. Uh, I 
I like the way that he gets augered and he thrusts hard. And he's like, oh, I'm into this. Like, I think you'd hear an auger. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be like, oh, I know this is also my first time. Do do huge hogs like that also need to wind up? <laughs> is that gas powered? I smell <laughs> something burning. <laughs> but that's a good call. And it kind of uh, is like the spear kill in Friday the 13th part two where they harpoon the two through the bed who are also doing yeah. that missionary. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You know, it ain't the best one, but it's the most intimate. So, you know, <laughs> I I'm like looking saying. in their eyes and feeling the soul. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, pretty soon after they get killed, Hollis, my boy walks in and sees the murder. And then it's kind of perturbed, but not really. He's like, Whatever. And then uh, he gets uh, and one of the techniques that I do like with a minor is that he'll blind you with that with that light. Once you get hit with the light, you're done. Um, <laughs> and like a he cobra gets, sunlight. I know. Yeah. He gets blinded <laughs> by the light. And then uh, then we get a nail gun kill. Yes. And shout out to my friend Cameron. Another nail gun used as a high powered rifle, <laughs> which is. Always one of my favorite gimmicks because ever since he pointed it out, he's like, that's not how nail guns work. Mm -hmm. Just really just cocking it like a shotgun. But I mean, I always I will always pop hard for a nail gun kill yeah. because it is a nail gun. You are being shot with nails like bullets. And I, I love it. And it seems like this one, because we had what well, we had a nail gun in Krampus uh, a few episodes ago. Yes. And then then we had this one. And this one's like you got to load a single nail in it every single time this is like the civil war musket of <laughs> nail, nail guns, guns. <laughs> it really but between the shots when he had to powder it up and like actually plunge <laughs> it down take like, bite how do you the thing off in his teeth and dump the powder in there and write a letter get... to his beloved <laughs> <laughs> how do they ever get anything done how do they do any work my dearest hannah the minds uh have really worn me down the toil and tyranny. I've shot four nails today. It took <laughs> all day, but I, but I was able to post a board on the wall. My loins long for you. <laughs> I and will thrust. I might eat a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he gets it in like the what the the side of the head. Yeah, and he's like still up and around. I'm like. I don't know guy. how much damage that would do to if you could pull that out, if you would be brain damaged afterwards. Probably. Yeah, it's going into the into that brain area. And then he gets another one, I think, in, in the face or the eye. I don't remember. It's, it's it's more towards the face. And then he gets one like square in the middle. And that's okay. like that's like kill shot. Yeah. And then he's all stumbling around trying to find the group and they find uh, that he, he dies. And then the other character that we haven't talked about at all is uh, was it Howard, the Joker guy? Yeah, Howard is at a, an 11 the whole time. In the running for the most annoying character. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah. He may not be in a wheelchair. Well, they couldn't is. get the wheelchair down there <laughs> because of the mine. <laughs> it's not wheelchair accessible. <laughs> so they couldn't have Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In there. Sally, Sally, I'm trying, Sa to, Sally. I'm trying to work. Sally, I'm. I'm union. I'm union, Sally. <laughs> I'm, you know, we're not supposed to go down in the mine, Sally. <laughs> like, you know, he would have been bitching the whole time about nobody wearing hats. They're violating OSHA at, <laughs> on the whole movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but yeah, Howard is, is the Joker. He's just 
even when like Axel and TJ are swinging their big old dicks around for Sarah, he's like, all right, well, that got awkward. I'm going to, I'm going to take some beer up my nose. Yeah. I'm going to snort some Coke for the first. It's like, he's just on all the time. And I, you know, we're both, we both do comedy and tell jokes and I don't know how you feel probably the same way as I do, but I don't need you to be on all the time. I think most people are like, could you just relax yeah. and be a guy, be a dude and hang out? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah. there's nothing more that I hate than when I'm trying to be chill. And somebody's like, Hey, go ahead and tell me a joke. Just right. Just right now. Just no. riff a little bit. It's like, no, can we just hang out and be people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to be funny right now. Yeah. But yeah, Howard uh, is a lot, but yeah. the girls are into it. Like he's pulling. Yeah. You know, sense of humor. It's like a, it's like uh Hollis has more game just as a guy, but then Howard's got to be funny and stuff and, and it's kind of working. Yeah. And Howard gets it real bad because mm -hmm. Howard gets like hung and his head falls off. And then his, his lifeless, almost mannequin like body slowly <laughs> falls to the ground. Was that, that was in the theatrical cut when like, cause it's not really clear what happens. They're climbing up the ladder. Cause Harry Warden's busted the, the the controller to get the elevator up so they've got to climb up the ladder and i had to rewind that kill a couple times because i was like did i miss something but he's just yeah. hanging there by the rope and then falls and then gets decapitated i can't remember i i will admit i was kind of on my phone while watching this mm -hmm. uh but i think in the theatrical cut you don't see like his head hanging there at all he's kind of like you kind of see him and then just falls to the ground okay. or whatever and in um, that uncut one, you see the head yeah, there. And he, his head's you there. You definitely and his, see the smash on the ground. Yeah, you see the body hit the ground, but yeah, th this one has like the head hanging there and like his head like coming off and like mm -hmm. yeah, he gets a he he was annoying, but damn, he got it good. He, he didn't got, deserve it. He done got got. <laughs> um, are the other any other kills we talk? Oh, I mentioned the red dress gets gets it in the abdomen. Yeah, uh, which is you think about how long a pickaxe is. And it just getting that through the middle of your body. Ugh. Yeah. If we had like a, if we had like a doctor on this show, a medical expert, they'd be like, yeah, that's going to do a lot of internal damage. Uh, you have a pickaxe going up through the, through the stomach. You could hit the liver and pour out some of those enzymes. This is going to be a fatality. This is definitely <laughs> going to be. But the thing is, neither one of us were doctors, doctors that we knew that she was going to get get killed she's done it's, it's can't make the enzymes it. it's the enzymes <laughs> uh, but uh yeah she gets killed and at that point we're just trying to get to the end of the movie like you've got heads coming off you've got drier ladies and then they had just somebody get just one in the in the mm -hmm. side with a pickaxe you're like this is a downgrade you're and really all, running out of ideas all of the calamity uh somehow axel falls in the water yeah his, his helmet is down there and because like rewatching it, like you don't really know what happens to him. And then we get to see what happens to him. Yeah. They're, uh, you've got TJ and Sarah who are cornered by Harry Warden. At least you think it is mm -hmm. until there is a scuffle. They were scuffling all over the mines and the mask comes off. And the Harry Warden the whole time has been Axel. Dun, dun, dun. In a whole Scooby-Doo moment. And then you've got Axel who sees his whole life flash before his eyes. Mm -hmm. Where, turns out, he was in the room when Harry Warden killed one of his dads. Or killed, <laughs> killed, killed his Two dad. gay dads. <laughs> <laughs> in <Papas>? my mind. <laughs> 
daddies. Uh, just, I don't know why I made the supervisors together. I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> but just what he saw his one singular heterosexual dad get killed by Harry while he hut while he hit under the bed, and that traumatized him enough to like make them stop having the dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was a good reveal? Do you feel like there was ever a, that it was ever alluded that it wasn't Harry? Um, I know I didn't really try to, and I had seen this again, and I forgot who who done it. I did too. Um, and I wasn't I I wasn't really trying to get trying to guess. Some movies I'm like I got to try to figure out before, but I tend to to now when I watch movies, I'm just along for the ride. Understandable. And I, I get that. And I, I enjoyed it. it. It is just like out of nowhere because they reveal him and give his backstory of one of his uh, dads mm-hmm. <laughs> getting killed very quick. There's like, all right, it's Axel. Here's why. All right. Time to collapse a mine on him. Yeah. It's just like very, very quick. You're like, well, I can't even digest this. I, no. I can't. Di- I can't digest this right now. And. It, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that it's a. Uh... Then we get like the 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 mind collapses, and then his his arm is stuck under, uh, whatever debris, and uh, Sarah comes to hold his hand, and then it cuts it real quick. He's cutting his own arm off, like this he's, guy's crazy. Yeah, he started cutting his arm off way faster than he may have needed to. Like they're like, oh yeah, we'll just get this off you, and he's like, no, I'm yeah, crazy. Get, day two, he would have been like, you're looking pretty <laughs> delicious there, Gavin. <laughs> He cuts his arm off. That's all cut out of the theatrical version. You don't see him cut his arm off or anything. Yeah, you get to see it in the, yeah. the uncut. He just kind of like is up and running away. And and the, this is one where the killer like actively gets away, where mm-hmm. there's no Michael Myers is just kind of gone. You see him like running away, being like, I'll get you next time, Batman. My like, pretties. Uh- <laughs> yeah. You see him just like scooting out the mind, bleeding to death. And then there was never a sequel. No. And that was uh, one of my notes was that there was a talks of a sequel and it was supposed to be set in uh, an amusement park uh, that was over the mine, like the mine shut down and it was going to be in an amusement park, which uh, like a, a circus or, you know, a carnival is a really good place to have a horror movie. Yeah, and there's never been a carnival horror movie movie before, so this would have been a really good. <laughs> are are there carnival horror movies? There are, there are. You've there's, got Toby. Uh, you've got the yeah, Fun House. Fun House. Uh, there, there's one called um, Dark Ride. That is like that. one of the eight films to die for. Okay. Um, kind of killer yeah. clowns from outer space is a whole. Yeah, clown. killer clown. You've got yeah. Final Destination three, which is done with with like the whole roller coaster. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. But again, I I'm happy I to dig it. revisit that because oh, I do. Too. I like they they've done a remake and I don't remember much of it but only because I've seen it once. But I feel like this is would be good to have like a, a good, serious remake. And I would love to have seen more kills in the town, not necessarily in the mine. I get that it's a he's a miner and all that. But I I would have liked to see this character out in the world a little more. I, I, I would agree with that. I think that that is one of the faults of this movie is it is so mind based mm-hmm. 
it is very he, he kills mostly in the mines and you're like i don't it's you don't really have a sense of direction or scale when you're in the mines i don't so, think but i don't think people in the mine do either that's the part that of it, is you true know? but i like seeing him in the town like when when he kills mabel like when when he's out that that's yeah. more scary to me because he's out there if, mm-hmm. if he's just in the mine, I don't go to the mine, so I don't got to worry about anything. Yeah, it's it's very much. I don't go swimming, so Jaws isn't going to get me. You know, I don't go camping. So Jason and I will, will, will never meet unless it's in the beginning of part two when he comes to your house. And then what puts a head in the fridge? <laughs> it's kind of a thing he does. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the original title of the movie uh, was called The Secret. Ooh, which is the is it is it the book? Is it the- yes, it was based off the book. Just <laughs> but then it was uh gonna be called uh of course my bloody valentine, which is so much better. I don't know why it would be called the secret. I don't either. Maybe like a secret admirer type thing, but the secret sounds very much romantic. Mm-hmm. Like a lifetime movie would be called The Secret. The Secret. Um, I kept forgetting that. So that there is a band called My Bloody Valentine. That's yeah. That I took it from this movie. I always get them confused with Bullet for My Valentine, which I was all, which I was like a huge fan of back in okay. like two, 2008. So I always get those confused. I was like, was that Tears Don't Fall song? Is that about? Is that about Harry Gordon uh, in the Mines? I guess now I'm just learning now that those are two different bands because I was aware of both bands but not enough to know that there's two of them. <laughs> there's a lot of Valentine based bands, actually. Uh, I've named two of them. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Uh, the crew kept the identity of the killer a secret to, to the cast members until the end of the production. When the final scene was shot in order to assure the actors played their parts and in an ambiguous manner, we kind of saw that with scream. I think everybody in scream wears black tennis shoes. Yes. So that so yes they they kept it a secret from everybody. However, actor Alf Humphrey, uh, not uh, Neil Affleck, who played Axel, figured out he was the killer when he had to go go to makeup to get fitted for a fake arm. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So they're like, that. go to makeup. He's like, why? They're like, just do it. It's fake arm just time. Yeah. Just go. Uh, you know whose favorite slasher movie this is, Gavin? I do. Say it. It's Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, despite the lack of feet in this movie <laughs> and the lack of racial slurs, this is his favorite movie. Slasher is, movie. It's a I don't know if it's in my top like 20 and it's his favorite. I know there there's a lot of like different uh, there's a lot of different tastes. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino's are strange. Yeah. I think this is a I think My Bloody Valentine is OK. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, it's a little boring at times. But I I like it. But to have it be your favorite, that is a choice. No, but I think I think the his favorite Friday movie, Quentin Tarantino, is Five, which Five has really grown on me. And I know this is a spoiler, but uh, Five is the one where Jason is not Jason; it's somebody else. It's Roy Burns. Roy um, Burns. I like Friday. The I like Friday Five. It, it's, it's come to grow on me as well. I think mm-hmm. anything with like the first six, seven ish there there's something that you can find to enjoy yeah but i don't know why people hate five so much five has the enchilada man and that's uh, damn enchiladas that's incredible like i give that movie five stars just for enchilada man Ooh, baby 
um, and a and a cool but sneaky cross promotional tie in. I did notice this in the movie. Uh, My bloody Valentine will be able to you'll be able to spot a direct link to the film Friday the thirteenth. Because Saturday the 14th in February, that's Valentine's Day, but there's a Friday the 13th in this movie. Mm, yeah. I do, I like the idea that uh, we could get a Jason uh, Harry Warden uh, crossover. Who wins in that fight? Jason or Jason? Well, Jason's <laughs> supernatural, but. <laughs> um, Plus, only has one arm now. Yeah. So does the drummer from Def Leppard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is that what he did? Is did, did he leave the mine and go play for Def Leppard? I think he played for Def Lepp. <laughs> Pour some sugar on him. <laughs> um uh, and different titles across the the uh, the world. We had that similar thing with uh, Hellraiser last week, but uh Spanish speaking countries the movie was called Blood Anniversary. Brazil it was called Macabre Valentine's Day France murders on Valentine's Day Italy Valentine's Day and Portugal blood carnival and the romantic killer blood carnival and the romantic killer is the dopest black metal album name I've ever heard like it I would be disappointed because it's not that at all that's not this movie but it sounds cool (laughs) I also like murders on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Paris one. That's just like. So what's that about? Murders on Valentine's murders Day. On, I do think they could have just called this Valentine's Day, and it would have been similar, similar outcome. Yeah, I think Valentine's Day is a weird one to promote. Mm-hmm. Based on if you just call it Valentine's Day, I think the guys that did uh, Love Actually did actually go on and make a movie called Valentine's Day. But okay. if you but if you just hear Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. you you could think it is like a romance movie. And there's nothing worse, especially probably back in the 80s when you couldn't like look up everything. I almost said movie phone. <laughs> back, <laughs> back before. Yeah. Back before you, you could just movie phone everything. But before you knew what a movie was and you're like, oh, I hear Valentine's Day showing. There's nothing worse than taking somebody who does not like horror to a horror movie mm-hmm. because you are leaving that movie immediately. Yeah, it's not even when you do, where you went expecting something else. And I tried not to watch trailers for most things. And then I'm like, is this what the movie's about? And probably <laughs> part of that is me getting my hopes up. But still, um, the sequel here, I found that paragraph. Uh, it was uh, to pl- take place in an amusement park built where the original mine uh, killing occurred. The cut gore footage from the original was to be inserted in the sequel as flashback sequences. Oh, that that's a creative way of reusing the footage. Yeah, that's all I have on the movie, Gavin. Uh, overall, what's your opinion? Do, do you like it? I like it. Joe Bob says, check it out. No, uh, <laughs> I like it. I, it's not my favorite or the best, but I don't hate it. And a lot of it has to do with how the minor looks just yes. like the look of the character. Yeah, I would agree with that. This isn't my favorite by any means. I'm no Quentin Tarantino over here, <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy it enough. I thought uh, I, it has its faults. It's, it's a little slow and it <laughs> uh, some of the kills, especially in that theatrical version, everything starts to kind of blend together and you don't see much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I would have watched the unrated version, like in sequence of just watching like on YouTube, I would have probably enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. It's fun. And I and like you. I do like it because the minor character is such a cool book. I think that it's it's such a cool, iconic, and and scary too because you don't know who it is. 
You don't know mm-hmm. who it could be. Get the and breath. That's what, yep. Could be anybody. Love it. So um, I, I, I did enjoy this. And we hope you do as well if you, as you cuddle up with, with your Valentines mm-hmm. uh, the, this week. Hopefully they're not bloody. Oh, uh, unless that's what you're into, I guess. I mean, yeah, what if that's cool? As long as it's consensual. I don't, I don't, I don't kink shame, whatever. You get, a, them. you get a bucket of hot dogs up on the, on the oven. <laughs> <laughs> wrong all around. <laughs> oh, baby. Get that hot dog water. We making love tonight. <laughs> Damn, girl, you smell like hot dogs. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, what was your favorite kill, Gavin? Uh, I think it's going to be the dryer, just because okay. you put an old woman in a dryer. <laughs> uh, my favorite kill is the um, the pickaxe through the eye, through the chin, through the eye, and then being dragged off. That's my favorite kill. Yeah. My oh shit moment is getting pickaxe to the eye and then okay. getting drug off. Now my oh shit moment was putting the old lady in the dryer. So <laughs> you know she came out shrunken. She probably lost two, three inches on her body. <laughs> what was really sad was they put a pink shirt in with her and then she came out all different colors. Oh, ruined. Too. Yeah. <laughs> ruined. No wrinkles though. That's good. That's good for her. Uh, smell fresh. This is a fresh ass corpse. <laughs> Is that if a Charmin like, bear? <laughs> if you like this movie, what uh, other movies should people check out? Um, I I think check out My Bloody Valentine 3D. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's kind of like that mid 2000s kind of weird trash horror, like real studio horror where everything looks like the same. Yeah. Um, but it's still a fun movie. It, it does have Jensen Ackles in it from Supernatural. So if you mm-hmm. like Supernatural and you like that, um, recommend that. Um. I think you should also recommend um, any of the first four Friday the 13th. I think any of the first four is really going to be give you that same feel. Once you get past four, they kind of get weirder. Yeah. Um, so I'd say any of the first four Friday the 13th as well. Uh, what What about you? I'd recommend if you're looking for Valentine's themed horror, the movie Valentine. You mentioned it early in the podcast. Valentine from 2001. It's a slasher. I've only seen it once fairly uh, recently in the past two years, and I did like it. Yeah, it, it's not a bad one. It's uh, I remember that Valentine had one of the most iconic like butt metal soundtracks of all time. I don't remember like, that part. Yeah, it's just like cradle of filth. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it had a very metal soundtrack. That's got Denise Richards in it, David Boreanaz, Angel from Buffy. Um, and I remember liking it as well. It's got a good little... Uh, it's kind of a whodunit as well. So Got some hot tub kills in there. Oh, we should just do a whole hot tub, a whole uh, hot tub kill. We podcast. could probably just do an episode in in a hot tub, and we could play grab ass. <laughs> and we'll put those hot dogs in it. It'll be a, we got our party going. <laughs> you just you get hungry, you reach down, you get one of them hot dogs. <laughs> oh, that ain't. Oh, that one's a bigger wiener. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that one? What's that, that, that one? That can't be mine. Uh, <laughs> is that wiener is that hot dog uncircumcised What's going on? we'll get the hot we'll get it pop the hood on the honda civic gives a couple two three uh <laughs> banquet dinners underneath underneath the hood. <laughs> um also i would say uh check out friday the 13th at least the first one uh for the whodunit and also scream for the whodunit 
Um, other than that, I don't really know. I'm sure there are other ones to check out. People compare this one to the movie Prowler, which I think I've seen, but I don't remember enough to tell you yes or no. But yeah, uh, those are my recommendations. Either. Yeah, very good. Uh, next week, what are we talking about? They're coming to get you, Gavin. <gasps> are we going to do it? We, are We're we going to do, do it? it. We're going to do it. Is it, we just we decided it was weird that we call our podcast they're coming to get you based on an yeah. iconic line from Night of the Living Dead and we have never covered Night of the Living Dead and some people are probably just now figuring out that that's what this title's from yeah. is that movie but that's You're okay like, why do they Thanks keep being here why does Gavin keep calling us Barbara's like why does he keep <laughs> referring to the fan base as Barbara's and it's like this is why this is why we're doing it um also the best thing about night of the living dead is you can watch it on pretty much anything it is public domain mm-hmm. so if you don't have netflix or anything if you just google YouTube. it youtube you can find it for free so you have no excuse not to watch it then come here and hear us talk about uh this movie are you gonna watch the black and white version or are you gonna watch like a color version i've never watched a color version i do have a 4k version which i okay. don't know how 4k you can get <laughs> they've upscaled it but uh yeah. I'm, i might watch a color version i have an animated version of it too it's not the same that movie that we w- will be talking about but there's an animated version of it yeah i've got a colorized version on dvd but it's on like everything i don't know yeah. we'll talk about it but i mean it's the same movie but color but um color. so yeah we'll be talk- talking about that next week so be sure to watch that then join us again next week for mm-hmm. that uh brent plug your stuff uh brentcomedy.com i do stand up and i uh, have uh, dates on there and i'm probably coming to a town near you also i do another podcast called the field trip gavin has been on a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. including uh the best movie openings which uh if you we did a third installment uh my bloody valentine would not be on it <laughs> but uh yeah and there's a uh, new weekly episodes from the field trip and gavin what about you i've got my youtube channel uh gavin loves horror you can also find me on twitter at gavin horror uh, just follow me there. Uh, I also do stand up, but uh, not as much as Brent. So uh, I'm just mostly local. So, mm. but maybe maybe one day I'll be in a in a, in a town where where the Chrysler plant just shut down, and I, <laughs> I've been I've been brought in to cheer him up. Bring the kid in. We got a lot of sadness in town. <laughs> so where are you from? What what do you do for a living? Oh, nothing. Good, <laughs> good, 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 good. Love this. I uh, I make hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see you next week uh, where, of course, like we said, we're going to be watching Night of the Living Dead, where, Gavin, they're coming to get you. Barbara! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 